Hey, I'm JR. And I'm Mike from the 18 Over Par with Mike and JR podcast. Welcome to season three of the pod, where we'll continue exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies, where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world and beer. And Lots beer. of beer. Lots of beer, JR. It's the 18 Over Par Podcast with Mike and JR. You suck, you duckass. Welcome to 18 Over Par with Mike and JR, proudly presented by Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. I'm JR, he's Mike, and today we're joined by another McMillan brother, this time Darren McMillan. He's been just about everywhere, and now you can find him as Director of Golf Ops and Head Pro at John Bloomberg. So we made it out here west of Winnipeg. We are in, what would you call this? Banquet room, maybe. Banquet room, okay. Not too many banquets have happened. No. But. In, uh, <laughs> in Headingley, Manitoba. In Headingley, yes. It's a beautiful evening. We're at John Bloomberg. We're at the golf course. We're in the clubhouse. Yeah. I guess you can call it the clubhouse. And the Great Hall. Yeah, the Great Hall. Stuck in the 80s, maybe? It's that beautiful. For, for design, it is. It is. Uh, I don't think it's changed. It brings me back. Yeah, well, my so. grandfather, so he started... Here, the uh, seniors, so used to play seniors, I forget which morning it was, maybe Wednesday or Thursday. And in the summer, of course, I was off school, so he would take me here. Yeah. And so it definitely brings back some memories here. I know, Mike, yeah. you were mentioning... A lot of uh, my early rounds spent out there, just uh, duffing it around. Uh, so, yeah, some brought back some memories. We played here a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. We did the nine. We nine did the hole. nine, the gold course. Yeah. We'll get into that later. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if uh, this guy's ever played it, but Bryce Malachewski, we should ask him if he did. Oh, I bet he did. He played a lot as a, as a junior, so I'm, I'm sure he would get out this way. Yeah. Know, maybe he was stuck on the, the private course there. I'm right. not sure, but yeah. I'm sure he got out this way. Well, anyways, as always, we do want to give him a shout out. He is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce 204 515-3446. We also have all of his info in our pod show notes in our link tree. Just go to click on it and you'll see his lovely face uh, right mm-hmm. there. And yeah. uh, we're sitting across from this lovely face. Uh, could you, I don't know, we, we talked to the Spears family, but I think McMillan, when you say Manitoba and golf, I think McMillan is the name that most people would probably mention. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it's it's definitely, you know, hasn't hurt us and, and we, you know, um, welcome it. There's been lots of great families in golf in Manitoba over the years and you, you guys get a chance uh, to talk to the other one. I, I would, I joke saying that there's Dave, Rob and the other one. So, um, <laughs> but um, the uh, very, very fortunate to, um, to grow up and in, in a, around a great game and just happened to have 
all three of us kind of gravitate towards it and be pretty good at it and, mm-hmm. and love it. So, um, yeah, we, we've been lucky and, and we definitely have my mom and dad to thank for that and, um, starting us out in the game the right way. And we, uh, still are all pretty active in it and, um, are all in the industry and, and, um, yeah, golf's been great to us. Yeah. So your, your parents got you specifically into the game for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, my dad, um, did not play golf growing up as a kid. Um, he was a good athlete, played lots of different sports and, um, he took up golf in his twenties, uh, and when, like a lot of guys in their 20s, when kids came along, the golf kind of got put mm-hmm. aside for a little bit, yeah. yep. you know, playing once or twice a year kind of thing. And then um, when um, Dave was, I'm going to say 11, I was eight and Robbie was four, kind of all four of us got into it together. Right. Mm. So, um, and then the following year we all joined Rossmere. And that's kind of where we grew up and, and, uh, great memories. And, 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 you know, Dave was a little bit older, you know, kind of a little bit too cool. Right. So, (laughs) you know, um, so it ended up being a lot of times it was my mom and my dad and Robbie and I, you know, playing nine holes on a Sunday night and going for cheeseburgers and milkshakes after. And, Mm -hmm. and that was kind of how we got started. Was there any sibling rivalry at that point, or Dave pretty much kind of wasn't wasn't in because he was too cool? Well, no, I mean, uh, we always, you know, would measure ourselves against each other. But mm-hmm. I think that's again one of the great things. You know, we had, you know, such great parents, and you know, we were a lot of times, you know, when we were a little bit older, you know, fast forwarding a little bit, we were playing in the same, you know, tournaments, but we would obviously want to know how we did against each other. Right. Um, but there was no, you know, it wasn't, it never really caused any tension or, <laughs> or anything like that. Like that's a good, one of the great, one of the great things about golf really. Right. Like it's just you and your clubs and a scorecard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, you know, you want to have bragging rights, but you're also pulling for your friends and your mm-hmm. brothers to do well too. Mm-hmm. Right? So did you guys share a lot of clubs or no? So Dave started out the game Mm left-handed and um, he switched when he was uh, 14, I believe. Mm. And Robbie was always right-handed and I was always left-handed. So there wasn't a lot of sharing going on just with the age differences (laughs) Mm -hmm. and the different dexterities. And, and, uh, um, but even after, you know, Dave switched. He still, to this day, he putts left-handed, uh, right? So wow. we kind of joke that um, we got, you know, one lefty and one righty and one half and half. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> A hybrid. That's right. Uh, but pretty, pretty cool. I mean, for like Dave switched from left-handed to right-handed when he was 14 and finished, I think, in the top five in the Manitoba amateur, not junior, when he was 15. Wow. So a little bit of talent there, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe I need to switch my ha- my hands. That's happened to me a couple times with students over the years. Not too often, really? but yeah. yeah, sometimes that's the answer. Mm, that's funny. <laughs> I, I did have a friend who switched. Like He was, he was in, well in his 20s, and he switched from left to right. 
I, I believe. And then uh, he did a lot. You did a lot better. So yeah, I, I, I don't think it happens a lot, but yeah, it's kind of a quick, like quick, cool story. I was teaching at the St. Fatale Golf Center, which I had a couple stays there over the years, but uh, um, you know, was teaching a guy, and he, I mean, he, we're talking like, to lessons for a couple of years and really struggled and, and was having a really, really hard time, you know, getting it or seeing any progress. And, and I always have a club with me. That's kind of, I've always got to have a club in my hand, whether I'm teaching or in the shop or, or whatever. And, uh, I got out tonight. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I got, uh, I got called away, leaned my club, my seven iron up against his golf bag and, had to deal with something um, in the building, and when I came back out, he was hitting it and hit it, hitting it like further than he would hit his driver. Wow! And we had like struggled for that long. Ago. Like, why didn't we think of this sooner? And yeah. he figured it out, not me. But which is a lot of the times the case with students. But yeah. did he still pay you for that lesson? He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, damn it, you've been soaking me for right. all. These years. No kidding, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, through uh, through playing at Rossmere, were you guys getting lessons from the pro there, or? Yeah, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, we were so fortunate. We had a, there was a great, great junior program there. Jerry Morrissey was the head pro, um, affectionately known as Moose. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, as kids, we were all. I don't know. Can I swear? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah. Uh, we are all sc- <laughs> we are all scared shitless of uh, of Moosey. Um, so he didn't have a lot to do with the kids, other than you know keeping us in line. And but we had two assistant pros um, in my time growing up, um, Craig Hero and Tom Betts, that were instrumental in in all three of us, you know, falling in love with the game. And and I mean. We they did such a fantastic job, you know. Unfortunately, they've both, you know, passed away recently. And I've sort of prided myself on wherever I've 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 gone in golf to try to really have a, a great kids program. And and uh, it's all because of Craig and Tom. Like they 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 were you know they weren't neither of them were the best players. They were good teachers, but they just did a fantastic job of developing a rapport with, with -hmm. the kids at the club. Mm -hmm. And we looked up to them and yeah. And they, they were fantastic and really instrumental in me, um, kind of approaching, um, developing a kid's program too. So, Mm -hmm. well, even here tonight when you pulled up, you know, you see a, you know, a, a girl, maybe, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 coming out here with maybe your father or grandfather. And it is a very welcoming place. Like, it seems like, you know, there's no kind of hoity toitiness It's like, yeah, if you want your kid to come out here and bang it around a little bit, come on down. Absolutely. And we, we, we talked a little bit about this before we went on air, but mm-hmm. you know, it's been really cool being here. Um, and you know, hearing some of the stories and how many people I run into say it, you know, you're at John Bloomer. I played my first game ever there, right? And uh, um, that's the that's what we want to be here. Um, you know, we're you know welcoming, and 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 it's a great place to learn how to golf, right? And for somebody that has a passion for teaching the game, and 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 uh, it's just a really great spot for me to be. 
Well, how many times have you played it this year so far, Mike? <laughs> you usually get out a few times, don't you? I do, yeah. And usually, well, that, that's usually the case is uh, you guys were one of the first to open in the last <laughs> close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this year, I may not have got uh, out as early as usual. Did you get a November round in last year? I think so, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And then the year before that, it was... Was it March? It was March yeah. or whatever that, March, that yeah. one year was. I think it was, it was two like, years ago. It was yeah, March it was, 17th or something. Yeah. I got out on the Saturday and <laughs> and uh, they were... You guys were selling hot dogs, I think, on the uh, at the turn. Nice. Uh, you guys had the yeah. cart out, uh, and that was still COVID times there, and all the rules. But yeah. I've played it uh, three or four times uh, this year. Usually, get out on the nine, and I can, you know, I go with my uh, my better half or just a, a you know a, an evening nine with the boys. Yeah. One day we got rained out pretty hard. Uh, I remember almost that day, probably yeah. got struck by lightning. We probably <laughs> should have came off the course a little earlier, but uh, we got our rain check, so that's good. But yeah, I love it, you know. And and I gotta say, uh, in the last three, four, five years or whatever it is, you you could see the course really turning around and and you know love has been put back into the course where, where the greens are playable you you know you're you're watering and you can see the improvements where there was unfortunately a time where john bloomberg was was just a barren field and very dry and nobody wanted to go there and you know what we're still we're still dealing with that stigma a little bit right mm, so yeah um yeah, we've got a great team here. Um, you know, my my boss, you know, Brian Campbell, that that owns um, Whispering Winds and of Warren as well. Um, you know, has done a, a tremendous amount of work and spent money to to bring it back, and it didn't get to the state of being that bad overnight. Mm -hmm. So we haven't been able to fix it overnight, but man, it's almost, it's almost all the way back. Like I can remember playing here, you know, longer than I'd like to admit ago. <laughs> um, and you know, we used to have PGA championships here and, right. and, and, and prevent like provincial amateur championships mm -hmm. here. The ability the test was here. Seemed yeah. Of course. Yeah. For a long time. Mm -hmm. And the course, um, you know, stood up and, and was, you know, in good shape and you know i kind of joked that you know and I, I started here in october um that it was you know the first time you know i golfed here this century um <laughs> and but lots of good memories and you know what um it's a good track and and it's fun to play right now. They've done a great job. Like, mm -hmm. uh, tee boxes are in good shape. The green speeds are pretty good. Like, like not your typical Muni, right? No, like, not at all. Um, it's it's really really good. So, hopefully, yeah. if ever, people that are checking it out will come mm -hmm. check us out. Yeah, and affordable. I'm a frugal golfer, as mm -hmm. I've mentioned before, but it's affordable and you get a great value. Yeah, no, we're, we're you know, we want, we want to kind of pretty much stay on par with the other um, quote-unquote city courses, mm -hmm. um, but we kind of feel like we're a little bit better golf course, yeah. right? And, and um and it's in it's in really good shape so yeah yeah uh, certainly like longer than kildonan or mm -hmm. windsor and and you i think you deal with some of those shorter par fours and those things on those yeah. courses and this is you know you got 27 holes here uh you know and 
the 18 is quite challenging. Yeah. <laughs> Say, you know, 12, 12 through 18 on the 18-hole course, I would put up against, you know, a lot, a lot of courses as far mm. as difficulty and, and, and aesthetically. And, mm -hmm. you know, in the first 11 holes, you know, um, maybe aren't the prettiest to look at, but as far as not being, you know, heavily treed or, or things like that. But you know what? You still got to hit good shots on those holes. And, yeah. you know, maybe if you're, you know, a guy that, you know, you know, shoots, you know, in the hundreds and loses 10 balls around, um, you know, those first 11 holes are going to be friendly, right? And you're probably yeah. going to score a little bit better. But if you're, you know, a five handicap or, or you know, that, you know, is used to shooting, you know, 75, 76, you come here, you're not probably going to shoot lower than you do at a lot of other courses. Yeah, yeah. Where if you go to the, a course that's got a lot of sh drivable par fours and things like that, mm -hmm. you might, you know, it's good for the ego. <laughs> Certainly. Kind of yeah. Certainly. Yeah. Well, I found interesting quickly, and this will probably, you know, we can touch on it later through teaching or about, about teaching and, and the, the mental aspect to the game, but I had been struggling with a slice you know, obviously my whole life, but very badly a few months ago. And then I came here and I was just hitting it straight. But I think it's because I, I don't have the borders of trees or lakes 100%. Yeah. and I can just point and, and shoot and, and it goes straighter than yeah. ever. But if I do that on a, a tight forested hole, I, I'm going in the bush. You swing, when you swing freely, you know, a lot of good things happen, mm -hmm. right? You know, and, and when you're not worried about the result, right? You yes. tend to make a better swing as right. well, right? So, so when the we mental talk, side, we've always talked about the mental side of the game for us, and <laughs> I, yeah, it's uh, coming around. I said I teach I teach a lot, and maybe and and we'll we'll hopefully have you know a couple nuggets for you guys later yeah. on. Well, yeah. But, um, for somebody that you know wasn't. Uh, a great student, you know, I'm, I'm now, you know, part, um, you know, a f physics major in geometry of the golf swing and then have to be a psychologist too. So, so, um, but I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it certainly, I mean, it certainly shows for, I mean, everyone who we've spoken to that's in the industry, professional, assistant professional, um, director of golf, whatever it might be, you can tell there's just that love for the game, right? And wanting to stick to it and stick with it. And especially on the teaching side now, and I think we're starting to see a lot of the younger pros who are coming in really gravitating toward the teaching side. I love to see that. It wasn't like that for, for and, and I totally agree. And it's, a huge part of what we do if we want to as professionals we want to bring value to a facility i mean you got to be a golf guy that's why you're there right you know you're you're not you know you know they can find anybody that's can order the right amount of french fries or <laughs> you know um uh have I'd um, fuck that up. Uh, me too. <laughs> um, I've and I've that, I've learned that over the years that that's not my strength. But um, but uh, but yeah, you know what? You're there to promote the game, right? Mm. And you gotta you gotta have a passion for it to do it. You know, um, I said been you know very fortunate to be in this for for a long time, and and you know you know make a div decent living. But I don't I didn't choose this because I'm 
it's something that, you know you you're necessarily going to get wealthy right? but <laughs> again i had great parents there's a, it's a different lot of different of wealth. lot of different definitions of being yeah. wealthy right so yeah um i i'm i'm super fortunate i get you know um to do what i love mm-hmm. yeah well, even as a, as a junior, did you play competitively? Did that kind of you know, build those those juices? Yeah, I did, and and you know, and had you know some you know moderate success, you know, and was a pretty good player. But you know, part of it, you know, when your brother's Rob McMillan, <laughs> you know, I would be, you know, I'd fin- I you know, had gone out, you know, when I think I was, it was a, one of the first times where it kind of sunk in I, you know, I think it was my last year of junior uh, so I was 18 maybe it was 17 one of the two and I finished fourth in the Manitoba junior but my 14 year old brother finished second right <laughs> so everybody's going oh your little brother beat you and I said like dude I just finished fourth in the province right like so I wasn't bad I was a pretty good player um and and loved competing and loved practicing and and you know part of it you know you grew up playing at the club and trying to beat your buddies right like that's that that was part of the thing you know you know at our club we had a lot of really really good junior players so that wasn't easy to do right so you got you got better just because you were playing with good players all the time mm-hmm. right so i yeah i had like for me you know obviously my younger brother um uh but you know also you know um scott parker who's still a golf pro and and you know won the manitoba junior at 15 years old Derek ingram you know was a junior there at the time you know who Derek and i you know still good friends to this day and, and, and kind of grew up in golf together. And, um, yeah, there was a lot of really, really good players. I'm sure I'm missing some, but mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all right. We can put, yeah. we can put them in well, after. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Dave McMillan. Yeah. He won the, uh, Manitoba open here at John Bloomberg. He did the jazz Manitoba. Was that good stats? I was wondering, I didn't know. Cause, uh, was that is the Manitoba? it seemed like a different Manitoba open, but is that still like the so, Canadian tour? Manitoba no, no. Open? So what happened was, is that, you know, the, 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 the Manitoba Open going, you know, back, you know, to the old Southwood days, right, yeah. um, was a stop on the Canadian tour. And then, you know, it, the tour changed hands and then become the MTS Classic and, right. and, and a few other variations along the way. And when it was the tournament at Southwood, and I'm going to say you know, late eighties, early nineties. So I was, I hadn't turned pro yet. And even there, there was, it was at a good run at Breezy Bend too. I remember we used to have something on the, in the Manitoba PGA called the Coca-Cola player of the year list. Right. Okay. So there's only certain tournaments that came. And, um, when it was the Manitoba open, like we used to get 12 to 15 spots off our, coca-cola list right that would get to play in the manitoba open yeah and it was great and and you know it was a chance for us to play in a tour event and and the members at the club would come out you know and cheer their guy on right and and it was it was a part of the event but as it you know the tour grew and got Mm -hmm. its affiliation with the pga tour canada and 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 the rest of it those spots 
dwindled, right? right? So that's when Jazz said we need to do something for local golf, right? Okay. So, and it was kind of cool. It was like that the Prairie Scratch Tour that's around now, yep. kind of very similar kind of um, motivation, right? To get the good players together for another event, right. you know, include some pros and amateurs yeah. and, Keep and things like that. Keep competitive. Yeah, yeah. And well, it was cool. here for, I think, two or three years. It was yeah. it was good. It was... Well, the year uh, after that, Scott Parker, I think, had won yeah. as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, no, Scott, um, I think that was... I, I haven't played with Scott in a while, but that was, uh, as an adult, chipping definitely was not his the strength of his game. And I can remember <laughs> watching that the year that he won, it was at Transcona, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he putted through, I think it was on the 17th hole, he, he putted through like six-inch long rough and a good like... <laughs> 10 feet of it because he wasn't going to chip, right? <laughs> right? And he got it up and down and, and, and made a n- nice par on 18. And I think I think if I remember correctly, Dave, it came down to the wire when I was here at Bloomberg too and made a pretty nice up and down on the last hole. So, cool. yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That jazz, man. It's open. Yeah. Throwing it back. Yeah. yeah. Jazz. Jazz. Yeah. We got we to get uh, Terry, Terry on. Hashimoto. Yeah. yeah. see him around the club. I did when I was working at Assiniboine. Yeah. We had a lot of jazz clubs there. Yeah. A lot of jazz clubs. We take a quick break to hear from Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Well, Bryce, it's uh, it's great to uh, to have you on and to have a quick chat. My first question is, uh, what can an investment advisor like yourself from Endeavor Wealth uh, do for me, and how can that differ from my my current experience of trading with Wealthsimple uh, just based on my the recent Twitter feeds. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for having me on, you guys. Yeah, d- discount brokers like Wealthsimple uh, certainly have their place, uh, but at the end of the day, you get what you you pay for. Uh, those platforms are very limited in what they offer, and they're more ideal for just basic trading. So if that's what you're looking to do, and it, it, it's really not a bad platform for that. But what we do at Endeavor, uh, we take a more holistic approach. Uh, we examine an individual's needs, uh, both short-term and long-term, and we go way beyond just investments. We look for tax opportunities, ensuring the decisions you are making today uh, minimize your overall tax that you might be paying. Uh, we also help our clients address estate and insurance needs. So really anything we can do to uh, assist in your overall wealth management approach. And going back to some of those discount brokers and, and, and things that you see on the internet, uh, a lot of times people don't realize the amount of intrinsic risk that they're taking on with with making some of those trades and so finding balance is is another key thing that we do for our clients at at endeavor that was bryce malashewski who is an investment advisor with endeavor wealth management part of ia private wealth and a member of the canadian investor protection fund you can contact bryce at 204-515-3446 i guess you ended up going to the states you played collegiately i did i did so i played you know you know, I said pretty decent as a junior. Um, one of the things that happened for me where, you know, I kind of spurred me on to keep playing competitive golf. I won the um, 
U.S. Junior Sectional Qualifier in mm. Fargo, North Dakota okay. Um, okay. when I was 16 and um, went down, played at Oxbow Country Club, 36 holes in one day. There was like, you know, um, I think 60 to 70 kids that played in only one spot. So um, went down there with another great junior. He lives in Calgary now, Jeff Laley. Um, And uh, yeah, and it was, it was pretty good accomplishment. I ended up not going to the play in the U S junior that year for a couple of reasons. One, I had sort of, sounds odd but the Manitoba Junior was the same time as the US Junior Mm. and if I didn't play in the Manitoba Junior then I couldn't play in the Canadian Junior and I couldn't play in the Uh, Manitoba Minnesota matches and a few other things so um, um, I so I I I I didn't go um, but you know winning the qualifier was was a big deal for me so and then you know graduated high school when I was 17 and had a chance to um go to school in Florida my first year out of high school and and uh, was 17 years old and and you know first time away from home and probably you know wasn't quite ready for that responsibility and <laughs> and uh, um, thankfully I had big brother Dave because I went I went to the same school that he uh, went okay. to um, and he tried his best to look out for me. Um, but I, uh, probably partied, <laughs> golfed, don't say. and went to school in that order <laughs> and only lasted one semester there. Um, but what a semester it was. Yeah. <laughs> what it was. It was oh, the memories. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. They'll write a movie about it one right? day. Yeah. And, uh, I, uh, there's, and, most people that know me know and have known me for a long time know my handle, my nickname, Butch. My is, my dad gave it to me, but I had different different uh, nickname in Florida, and it was, they called me Flash, and it wasn't because I was fast. So I'll just say that. Um, oh. So, um, but uh, um, yeah, lots of good memories there. And then I came home. My dad uh, um, was in the um, fiberglass uh, boat industry, and at that time had just started. He actually manufactured fiberglass and sold fiberglass boats in, in at an Inkster Park in Winnipeg. Okay. And uh, when I came home from school in Florida, I was promptly put to work in the plant. <laughs> right. Um, and given probably one of the, the worst jobs in a fiberglass plant is you work, uh, they call it roll up, right? So mm. they spray the itchy fiberglass oh. onto a mold and then you got to roll it to make sure there's no air bubbles and stuff like that. And I did that. And, um, when I got another opportunity the following year to go in school in Texas, it looked a little bit different. Um, still partied, but it was a little bit further down the list. Um, you know, I was, and golf was probably still ahead of school, but mm. I kind of switched the order a little bit and didn't want to go back to that fiberglass. No kidding. So, yeah. yeah. But, uh, and you know, Texas was an awesome time in my life. It was 
a lot, a lot of fun. Got to meet a lot of great people, played with guys from all over the world, and mm-hmm. we won a national championship. Wow. Uh, it was junior college, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it was great. A win's a win. Yeah, yeah. that's great. pretty major. It was great and uh, um, pretty interesting. We had 12 guys on our golf team and we had two Americans. So uh, there was myself and another Canadian, um, uh, Darren, also named Darren Griff from Nanaimo, who, you know, played on the Canadian tour for a long time and was out there with with same time as Robbie. Mm. Um, so got to stay in touch with with Darren over the years and a couple guys from Scotland, Australia, South Africa. Oh my That's goodness. Cool. pretty cool. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that was that you know that golf t- took me there but um you know, I played pretty good when I was there but it, you know, it was a good team and you know, we how college golf works is you have, you know, 8, 10, 12 guys on the team, only 5 guys go to a tournament mm. and so we have qualifying amongst each other's you know in the time that I was there you know I would say I probably you know played in a third to a half of the events Hmm. the other ones didn't quite qualify and 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 got left at home Um, (laughs) to study yes (laughs) but being there um, was a big part of my life too because it was a small school and only the athletes lived on campus. So we had um, men's golf, um, men's basketball, men's and women's tennis, and women's softball. And we all lived in this little community. And we actually had a practice fairway right on campus. So we're just outside the dorm. And, you know, I would spend way more time and get way more enjoyment out of trying to teach the other athletes how to golf mm-hmm. yeah. than I did <laughs> grinding away at my own game. <laughs> and uh, I use that story a lot. I would say that when we were there, you could take a tennis player and put them on the softball diamond and they still looked like an athlete, right? You could take a softball player and put them on the basketball court and they still looked like an athlete. A lot of the times when we took them to the drive range, all of a sudden they didn't look like an athlete anymore, right? Because golf's hard. Yeah. And, uh, but it is, but it, but it is athletic and being, you know, and learned a lot and still use a lot of what I teach today in trying to help these people that, had never held a club before, mm-hmm. um, learn how to golf, right? Yeah. And it's funny how it's worked out over the years that that's, that's still kind of what I gravitate towards and that's still what gives me the biggest charge is, you know, I've spent time over the years, you know, coaching high-performance players and and, and and coached some provincial champions and, and things like that, but I, like, what I love the most is, is being able to be that guy that helped you get started. Mm-hmm. And then when I see you, you know, at a golf course 15 years later and you're loving the game and, 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 and maybe doing a little bit better than you did back yeah. then. And, you know, like that's what, that's, that's what 
keeps me going yeah. after all these years. Well, I think our PGA correspondent, AWOC, I think he took a lesson or two with you uh, when you're in your days at, uh, it might have been Shooters or St. Vitale Center there, but uh, I had mentioned you were coming on. Oh, right on, yeah. He said, yeah, that, that was probably 10 years ago or so, <laughs> and, and he's coming Look along. Now, he's yeah. come a long way. Good, good to hear. <laughs> in his broadcasting, not so much his game, yeah. but uh, JK, Adam. <laughs> Right He's on. not listening, let's be honest. Right he doesn't listen yeah. to the show. <laughs> yeah. Did you end up getting a degree? I did done? not. You didn't? Okay. I did not. So, so what so brought you back home then? Um, golf? You just met my golf. now wife oh, okay. my, yeah. in between my first and second year, which, um, you know, we did the long distance thing. Um, but I, I kind of always knew that this is what I was going to do. Mm. And at that time way back then you didn't all you needed was high school to get in and enrolled in the match in the canadian professional oh, golfers right. Association, right so now it's changed a little bit you, mm-hmm. so everything the education was done in an apprenticeship program so i you know you you work you got to worked at a club mm-hmm. and then you had to do like a lab report every year so and it was about could have been about club repair about oh, okay. you know um you know, business or, um, teaching or, you know, all these things that you had to do one at the end of every year. And then after, um, five years, you could write your class A exam. So it's a little bit different now. Um, you need a, uh, a two year equivalent of two year business degree to, um, not necessarily get in the association, but before you can write your class A, Mm, you you need that. So, yeah. So, I kind of knew that this is what I was going to do. And I had lost that one semester. Um, so, um, you know, I, it would, and it, it would have been difficult for me to transfer from a two year school to a, to a four year school. Right. And right. we weren't without, and be in a position to have somewhere to play and get a scholarship. Right. So for sure. Yeah. And, and if I didn't, if, didn't get a scholarship I wasn't going right yeah. so it was like okay you know come time to come home and go to work right so and um so my first year back um I worked at Elmhurst um for Randy Brecky um um who was also one of our one of a big influence on us one mm-hmm. one of our coaches growing up right so um so it was fun working for him and then after that one summer of working there, I got a chance um, to go um, work at St. Boniface. And that was kind of my first stint as an assistant pro. And one of the reasons went there is they had the, the world famous uh, Jimmy Roy's winter golf school. So it was a chance to work all year round and teach. Uh-huh. And got it. Man, I worked with some great guys there too. And mm. um, we used to, like, it was before the golf dome. It was before you know, golf simulators or, you know, any of those things, you know, there was one or two golf clubs in town where you could take lessons in the winter and Hmm. say it was busy. What kind of setup did they have? Like nets? So it was in the old uh, club storage. They had tarps and nets hanging and asbestos on the roof. (laughs) uh, It was, uh, we, so, you know, just throwing back, and I hadn't even thought about that in a long time, but, you know, there was, you know, we had some, like, met, you know, um, a guy that we became 
lifelong friends and business partners for a number of years. Barry Gibson um, was there that winter. Tracy Kibsey, who is one of the proprietors at Southside Golf Course, um, met her there. Brock Baylog, who is, you know, Brian Howard, all these. And, and so you had like seven, eight guys teaching, and we were all busy. We, we nicknamed it the... Um, the four o. I know I'm going to date myself here too, but we nicknamed it the the four o seven seventh, the which is the, the Mash unit from the TV oh, show Mash, <laughs> right? Which was yeah. the military hospital say, because we all we all we had time to do was stitch them up and put them back out, <laughs> That's right? Funny. So they come and and uh, um, yeah, you would be giving, you know. 20, 15 men lessons a day, you know, I just, just like they were, it was just the turnstiles were going. So you learned how to teach. So it was great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that was almost even like a yeah, trial by fire. So I guess you probably would have taken some insights into the game or to your game or into teaching from your peers then at that point in time. hundred percent. You listen to them teach, you watch them teach, um, you ask them questions, you know, you, you do a lot of studying and research on your own and you end up being a little bit of your own guinea pig too and try different mm. stuff with your swing and um, which is probably part of the reason why I, you know, haven't excelled at competitive golf too because mm. I'm always trying stuff, right? <laughs> I've had flashes and I've played, I still play pretty good. You know, I still do okay on our local scene here, mm -hmm. but... Um, but I've, uh, I'm, I'm, when I have a good lesson, I was like, man, maybe I should try that. Or, you know, like, <laughs> um, even if I've played really well the day before. Right. So it's just kind of how my mind works and, and, uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, mine too. Yeah, <laughs> but so. after your copious amounts of YouTube videos, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah call it the most overanalyzed one second in history. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> um, all you have to do is go on YouTube to find that out. So, and I have to deal with that lots with students now too. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, are they? You're starting to see maybe people come in with bad habits that maybe weren't learned from somewhere else. Yeah, from, maybe yeah. From, from I mean, YouTube, it, there's lots of a different there, swing. You know, it, there's lots of. You know, the internet's great and it's, and it's terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, the, there's lots of good, a lot of good information. It's finding the right stuff for you. Right. And, and I would say that, you know, there's a, you know, general thing that I run into more often than not is that, you know, you can't skip over having good fundamentals. Right. Right. Can't. You know, until you have that, a lot of this other stuff that they're talking about, you just can't do it, right? And mm -hmm. and the other th thing is that, you know, not everybody is meant to swing like Rory McIlroy. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> you got to do something that you're physically capable of doing, and your athletic ability or lack of <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> lack thereof allows you to do like there's lots of different ways to hit a golf ball and and and, and I'm pretty confident that you know I, I feel like I can help everybody that 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 comes in front of me um, but that's a big part of it is just not trying to do something you can't do yeah right? yeah I think we've heard a lot of that recently and mm -hmm. and now with technology and you can you can analyze these certain things a lot better you know where I don't know, in the past, in, in, you know, 30 years ago, were you able to see that as easily or obviously technology's well, at helped? at the MASH unit, 
Yeah. We had a camcorder that was, um, you know, probably mm. in, as big as your kitchen table. Yeah. Hooked up with many cords to a VCR and we would record swings and then you had the remote and you're trying to pause it right at the yeah. right time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all yeah. fuzzy maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, um, yeah, there was not a lot of uh, um, great analysis going on there, but um, from that perspective, but you know what? Um, you know when you hit it solid, right? So mm-hmm. and and what you have to do to make that happen. But I mean, that that part of teaching has been great, and it's super useful tool. And um, you know, I definitely use it as much as I can, right? Because you know, there's lots of times where it's a lot easier for me to show you, not just tell you. Yeah. Right. Um, but you can get too into that too. Right. 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 And as soon as you start getting into that, you realize something, um, a very, very important statement when you're learning how to golf is that what you feel like you're doing and what you actually do are usually different. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and you have, what you have to do is you have to concern yourself with what you feel like you're doing because you can't, that's what you have to try to repeat, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You can't go, well, that time on the video, I'm lo- I did this, mm-hmm. right? Well, you, unless you know what that feels like, what do right. you do on the next one, mm. right? So, yeah. for sure. All about the feels. Yeah, well, I guess yeah. you, you probably get some of that too, speaking of the technology at Abbott, because you regularly teach yeah, out yeah, of there Yeah, as great well in the spot. Yeah, really, really had a great winter there last year. With with you know with Luke and Kate and Cody and great great team of people there and um, um, great facility um, very um, good to have that feedback in the winter mm-hmm. um, that coupled with video um, and just being having a really cool atmosphere to learn in right where. Um, um, I would say that the winter and or off season that's that's the time where you can get technical mm. right and maybe work on making mm. some mechanical sort of changes because um, you have time to go do it and repeat it without going on the actual course mm-hmm. where the first time you hit a bad shot, you want to automatically revert to back to what's familiar. Of course. Of course. Right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, love my time there and, uh, and definitely, you know, I, like I said, I gravitate towards, you know, helping the average player get better or the newer golfer learn how to golf. And so I'm maybe not getting super into the club head data of the, you know, angle of attack or where's the horizontal spin axis or, <laughs> you know, all these different things. Smash but, factor. But, yes. it, but it's great <laughs> to see that when I felt like I did this, hey, look, and, and the machines are awesome. They're super accurate. Like I actually hit a draw, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, that's kind yeah. of where I'm getting more. And then having the distance feedback too. I joke that, you know, um, the machines at Avid, um, un- for, for me personally, unfortunately, they're extremely accurate because, um, you know, it's a little bit of a, a, a shot to the ego that, you know, I don't hit it 
320 yards like right of course yeah. my nephew ryan who was <laughs> yeah. working there and, right yeah. 380 yards i think he was yeah. at the top of the leaderboard for for a while on the long yeah. drive there yeah a little twerp <laughs> yeah uh, would you are we playing football? yeah yeah we were yeah. oh wow yeah. hey all right hey <laughs> trying to get that last was, fry off so the ground yeah well, and that's something i realized uh, you know, with 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 screen golf, virtual golf, Sims, the popularity. Um, you know, over the winter, having success at um, golf on, yeah, and then playing on the G Hawks, and I was like, oh <laughs> crap, like this, I, I'm still terrible. Yeah, and even oh, well. even you know, not terrible, not terrible. Yeah, you know, Just, even even they the are G, accurate. You know, but you know. The G, they're super accurate, but you have a perfect lie, no wind, right? right. Um, we talked earlier about that claustrophobia when the actual trees are there, yeah. right? So it is a little bit different, but what a great way to keep your game in shape over the mm-hmm. winter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what a great way to um, get through the hellish winters yeah. as a golfer, right? Mm-hmm. Like. It's so cool that these places are popping up and having success. Um, it's a way to make the winter by, go by faster for sure. I've been thinking, I've, ha- I've been struggling with my yardages. Like I can hit my oh, seven yeah, right. iron like 145 or like 170. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's all I'm, how you flight it. <laughs> that's right. Well, probably, <laughs> but I, I wonder if I go there and then I can hit, you know, hit all my clubs and get a good average and get my yardages down. And that would probably uh, save me some strokes. I have a, I have a student that I, I work with. Uh, I just started working with him this winter, um, who, um, practices there all year round. And, um, part of the reason why he does it is that he can't see. Uh, so when he goes to, comes to Bloomberg to hit balls, he go, well, I think that one was good. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, thought of that. Yeah. and, but, you know, and he's a high handicapper and, and, you know, but it has had, you know, probably the, one of the best seasons he's ever had one. Cause he's got a great coach um, <laughs> to, like knowing your distances is huge to get better, right? Yeah. And that's what exactly what he's done. And they have a club mapping feature there. So mm-hmm. if you're going to practice at Avid, you know, ask the gang about the about club mapping. I it's a great know. thing to do. Perfect. Now we know. Now we know. And also, uh, I wanted to. So when we were playing your last, because I noticed uh, the gentleman there, he was out there when we were playing on the card and the grounds crew there, yeah. and he was always on his phone. So we seen like he, had, he was like the water was going, the water was going, and then every time we saw him, he was just on his phone. So I don't know if he, he was the calling no, the ground. He's, he's not on, he's the, not on phone. the phone now. Maybe yeah, yeah no, he's uh, he's he's done a great job for us. He's uh, here most days and works hard to try not to get golfers wet. <laughs> Doesn't always succeed. It didn't work for us. Um, <laughs> we played through the sprinkler. <laughs> um, but uh, again, credit to you know the the crew here. Um, it's kind of, you know, part of what's brought the course back, right? So mm-hmm. um, our buddy uh, Spencer there is here from about 8 p.m. to midnight every, most days, wow. um, he, you know, getting getting the watering done so we don't have to do it during Spencer the Spencer would be 
is he the super? No, he's, he's the night water. Okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. It's a title. good title. Eh? Yeah. yeah. The night water. Yeah. Our superintendent. Um, that was my nickname in high school. Is, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that I means for the reason you yeah. think. No, no. <laughs> I wish it was flash though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but sorry. Um, so is, is there a super or there is? Yeah. He's, uh, uh, his name's Tanner. He's a pretty impressive young man. He's, 24 years old and running wow. the crew here. Wow. wow. And w- extremely hard worker. And, and uh, you know, I've been at this for a long time and um, had an opportunity to work with a lot of great superintendents. Um, I'm super impressed by this kid. He knows his stuff, works really hard. Um, you know, um, I'll phone him with a question um, at... 5.30 on a Friday night. He says, okay, well, I'll be right there. And, like, he's still here, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, he, you know, so, yeah, I mean, you know, those guys start pretty early in the morning. So, yeah. you know, it's pretty typical, f- you know, for the head super to be, you know, gone pretty early in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a impressive young man and a pleasure to work with. So, yeah. Um, well, it looks great does out a great there. J- and proofs in the results, right? He's... Mm-hmm. He, uh, he's done a great job. Got to get it ready for the Muni coming up. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's get into that. Yeah. Yeah, Municipal. please. So you got yeah. some notes there. I think it's the 12th and 13th. So I first learned about this when we were talking to Ben Fay with the city of Winnipeg. Season two, episode 25. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, finally, we know which episode. I, I we always finally write back. it. We were always like, I don't know, sometime like. <laughs> in the almost 80 episodes. Like, yeah. I don't know, somewhere in there. Yeah. <laughs> so season two, episode 25, nice. Ben okay. Fay, uh, chief operating officer of uh, golf services for the city of Winnipeg but Mm -hmm. uh, so we we talked about the municipal tournament yeah which I don't think we knew a lot about no we didn't it doesn't get a lot of press it doesn't get a lot of fanfare but it's a really really cool event and uh, um, so it's it's a it's an amateur event that is um, the, uh, the real deal as far as playing competitive golf, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, it's, uh, there's no handicaps. There's no, you know, um, you know, flights or like, let's just go out and find out who the best Muni player is. Right. right? Mm. And the only way you can not qualify to play is if you're a member at a club. Right. Right. Yep. So if you're truly, you know, a public player, um, it's open and it's a great chance to meet people and it and it's it's fun even if maybe you're not you know a low handicapper to actually experience mm-hmm. competitive golf right mm-hmm. where actually everything has to go in the hole and (laughs) nobody, you know, your buddy's not knocking that two footer back to you after you hit a good chip. (laughs) And, um, and you know what, if you hit one OB, well, you know what, you got to tee up another one and do it again. There's Mm -hmm. don't just walk up. And I think this is where it would have been. Yeah. Right. Drop it. It's, it's fun to kind of challenge yourself with that. And, um, you know, it's long history. Uh, another, you know, former guest of yours that um, has been uh, g- great 
another great thing about being here that him and I have reconnected and he's teaching here and helping out here, Peter Moore. Right. Well, his dad, you know, Terry, you know, um, won the municipal, I think four times. And we have one of the guys, we had our men's night going on tonight. We have, there's a, a guy that plays in our men's night here that, you know, grew up playing golf at Bloomberg and has always been a municipal player. That's actually won it five times. His name wow. is Brian Melville. He's okay. a great player. I think I've heard, I've seen that name on, and, the, uh, on the list. Yeah. And, the fact that, you know, we, we're here and we're trying to, you know, get things going. The fact that we have a men's night here again um, is what, you know, brought Brian back and his dad, uh, Barry, plays here a lot. And so Brian's going to play again this year. And um, we had a fun conversation a couple of weeks ago. He's saying, I'm going to play in the Muni again. And as I was thinking about looking at it, he goes, and by the way, so I've got some good news. He goes, I found the trophy for the for the qualifier at Bloomberg, like oh. in the back of it. So that, I don't, it's been missing for <laughs> five years or something like that. Yeah. So we're going to have the trophy back too. So oh, that's better. cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Um, because uh, it's it's between three courses, right? So yeah, you play one weekend. So the 12th, 13th, there'll be qualifiers at, you know, um, John Bloomberg, Windsor Park, Killone Park. And each spot will get a certain amount of um, um, spots in the grand final. Right. Mm-hmm. What a name. Right? The grand yeah. final. Yeah, that is. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was like a three-day tournament. You play all of those courses. No, uh, you play two days at Bloomberg, and then if you play well enough, you get to move on. To the grand final. The grand final. And there are some flights within those other tournaments? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you wouldn't get to, you know... You, well, I mean, I, I think we're we're hoping that we can get a little bit better turnout than what's been in the past, and mm-hmm. and you know the fact that the golf course is you know way better shape and 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 um, doing some great things to you know bolster the activity here. Um, you know, there are more people to p- promote it to, and yeah. Um, so we're hoping for a good turnout there, and and That's so we good. can get a couple more spots. Yeah, and then we had you know. Um, you know, Ben Fay and, and, and Dave Kamansky and um, Mike Brownridge from the city um, out for a little tour um, about a week ago or maybe two weeks ago. And um, their takeaway was that, you know, it's back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bloomberg's we, back, baby. <laughs> you got it. And, and we're pretty confident that we're going to be hosting the grand final next year, which is cool. kind of a big oh, deal wow. for us. So, yeah, absolutely. so we're excited about that. Yeah. I mean, it's, you got to say, you know, it's probably one of the challenge, the most challenging of the three courses. Mm-hmm. So it'd be the best test for, yeah, to, for the, for the grand to, uh, finale. Crown a champion. Yeah. yeah. And the champion golfer I, of the year. I'm guessing this, this will drop the Monday before the qualifier. So I don't know if there would be time for, uh, people to still get in. Brian Melville, that's one at five times joked that the last time he played, I think he registered like the day of. Yeah. Or the night, <laughs> okay. Well the, then the night before. Check it out. Now check, we're not encouraging that, no. but, but we will take all comers. And it's a good deal. I, I think it was $105. Yeah. Two rounds of golf. And you get a meal on you get a Sunday dinner after. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Can't beat it. No. So do you just contact the club? Yeah, you register. Yeah, you, you register um, directly through us at John Bloomberg. Um, 
you know, phone the pro shop, come by, email info at John Bloomberg golf.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll take all comers and, and see where your game's at. Right. Yeah. It's kind of cool that like, even if, you know, you're going to shoot 96, but you've never played competitive golf before. Right. Right. Um, you know, y- you can only, you can only, you only get one chance to do it for the first time. That's so true. can you um, drink at the municipal? Hundred percent. All right. There oh, you go. there we go. Yeah. yeah. Beer beverage cart will be in full effect. <laughs> <laughs> I awesome. shouldn't say that. I no, don't know if right. that's okay. the case. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, we can. You heard it. We can put it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure if, if we'll find out. We'll if find ben out. Ben is listening. I, uh, yeah. Um, There's drinks afterwards. You can have a drink yes, afterwards for right. sure. That's that's what we know for sure. After each hole. Um, <laughs> Who's that dapper gonna, man there? Well, I was going to get into that. I might, okay. That might be a back nine okay. question. Okay. But, well, I was going to ask where the pin placement will be on 14. Probably one of the most challenging holes on the... Uh, is it called the Emerald Course? That's the, the Emerald Course. Ooh, yeah, that's the, Emerald, the uh, nice. 18 yeah. routing, I guess you'd hmm. call it. Yeah. Um, and actually on across from... Hole 14 is the Ice Cream Palace. Right, DQ Nick. But uh, it's a par five, and then it runs along the river there. Yeah, it's our, no question, our signature hole, and, mm-hmm. and it's ruined many a round of golf. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And mine included. Um, <clears throat> but uh, actually snuck out, played nine holes today, and it is right at the back today. Ooh. And, um, yeah, it's a tough tough spot it'll be there one of the two days i oh, guarantee yeah. you okay um but yeah it's it's a great hole yeah. right along the it's, river you you know this hole yes oh yeah uh, and it's like it. a i i don't know i guess i just started playing here again a few years ago but it was just that slender green and it's like so slopey every which way hard to stick your ball on it from even from 100 yards out yeah. let alone trying to birdie it or eagle yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know how that. You, when the pin's back there, um, you know, you cannot. If you hit it close to the hole, you got lucky. Yeah. Because you didn't, or you you didn't pick the right shot. Like you mm-hmm. have to, you pretty much have to play it. You know, 20, 25 feet short, yeah. and then you're gonna have a pretty challenging putt. Certainly. Right. Um, yeah. I, mean, I played it today. Um, tried several different ways to play that hole, and today, the, the previous today, pin was in the front, which is a little bit easier. Hit driver, you, you know, got check time, you know, trying to fit it in that little window and pulled it off and had a really good drive and a nice approach on the green, two putt birdie, great. Wow! Congratulations! So went, went, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Went went today and um, hit driver and it did not go as well, and <laughs> had to chip out and had like 170 yards for my third shot and the pins right at the back and I'm like, you know, um, just barely squeak it on the front of the green. Right. I mean that's. And there's probably that, one of the hardest putts. There's that creek there too, which I've probably been in. Yeah, yeah, just short left there. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a great, great hole. Said, you know, I think part of it, you know, that, you know, you you <clears throat> are playing 
out in the open field for 12 holes and then you stand on that 13th tee and it is visually intimidating because yeah, you've been sure. looking at wide open space right. up until then. Yeah, it is really tight, narrow yeah. and it does require a really good shot, but it's probably even more visually intimidating because yeah. of what you played previous. Exactly. I guess it does kind of open up down there a little bit. But. The second shot's not as tight. The t- that tee shot's tough, man. Like yeah. It's, yeah. Um, what was I was going to say? Oh, well, I, I might get into who this dapper man is. Sure. Sure. Do you know? Well, I was going to say, do you know uh, who John Bloomberg is? I do not. Yeah, I, I don't do think anybody know. does. So <laughs> yeah. I was obviously I looked it up. My curiosity got the best of me. So this is John Bloomberg. I got oh, a picture wow, yeah, here. It's a very nice picture. He's yeah. very dapper, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jack Bloomberg. Apparently, John Jack. Is this, I guess, usually what he was uh, called Bloomberg. by, Bloomberg. Uh, so he uh, served in the First World War overseas, mm. uh, Winnipeg City Council member, acting mayor in 1933, and uh, wow. he was a member at Glendale for oh, no uh, and, uh, 1892 to 1961. So wow. what, a, what a stretch that. You no would have seen two wars and whatever oh, else. Man. Uh, so, yeah. We'll have to post a picture of Jack Bloomberg, but he's got a, a softball complex and 27 <laughs> holes named after him, so he yeah. must, have been, must have been a pretty good guy. Yeah. And a couple people think I was John Bloomberg. <laughs> this year, so. uh, You're not that old. Come no. on. No. <laughs> um, oh, just assume that, hey, he works here. Must, that must be John. Yeah. yeah. And we talked uh, just one more quick thing yeah. on on Bloomberg Bloomy sure. uh, since we're here um, we talked about Ben Fay and you know there was a there was a scare we'll say you know 3 years ago that the city wanted to sell the land and i i was curious where that stands now and if you can speak to it and if not I can, that's yeah fine. for sure no so um and before my time here but obviously you know um you know heard a lot about it and and a big part of me deciding to come here right is that uh, you know I didn't it was going to be you know a good move if it was going to be sold the next year right so mm, right um and I'm glad you asked because that is also one of the things that's has stalled Bloomberg being back right right um one you know, the stigma that it's still in really poor condition. Right. And two, the amount of people that, oh, you're open. Right. right. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. so, um, you know, Brian's mo- Campbell's, you know, motivation when he, he f- first got here is, and, you know, he deserves a huge pat on the back for his stepping in because he felt like Bloomberg needs to be a part of golf in Manitoba. Mm-hmm. And it's got such a great history, and and his main motivation was to bring it back. And you know, prior to him and I first meeting last, you know, fall, um, um, it was in negotiations, and and shortly after I signed on, we signed a five-year lease with the city. I think I'm allowed to say that. Um, and so it's not going anywhere. And when it was trying to be sold, just to give you a little bit of context, before it anything could be sold, um, it needs to go through the process at city council and be put on something called a surplus land list, which 
takes a couple of years to get on that list. Mm. And then when it was on, it was on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the whole save Bloomberg campaign happened, you know, petition went out, yeah. got enough signatures, went in front of city and, council. And at that time, golf was popular again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, COVID saved John Bloomberg. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, um, uh, it got voted down. So that's one thing. It, and then, you know, within, I'm going to say maybe six months of that, it actually got taken off that list. Mm-hmm. So we have, we have a five-year lease. We know that it takes a certain amount of time for the land to even be considered on the surplus land list. So we're not going anywhere for at least five years. Mm-hmm. I, and I think, you know, Brian, um, again, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll just say that, that there'll be another, I, I feel strongly that there'll be another lease available when that one's up. Right. Good. Well, that's good news. Good mm-hmm. to hear. We love it here. And uh, I mean, the course can only, get better and and yeah i said just a lot of history right so you know like amount of people that you know and i know and i'm old but older than me that say you know i've been coming here since i was 11 years old right you know Mm. and they're still coming and still coming all the time and yeah you know um there would be a lot a lot of people that would miss john bloomberg if i wasn't here Mm -hmm. well maybe golf canada might not considering the calls that Mike has been making yeah, to them. I'll save that one for the <laughs> back. Okay. Nine. Right. I'll save okay. that one for well, the back. Well, I, I had I had one uh, one or two more maybe before yeah, we jump in the back certainly. nine. But I mean, we've kind of got these little nuggets of you know you teaching the game and yep. and so on and so forth through there. But you know, is there a trend or something that you see and say you know mid to high handicappers that they're doing that you know you can maybe give some advice on? Sure, that, uh, You know, kind of kind of help maybe change a, a little bit. Maybe there's a little. Not a silver bu- bullet, but a hidden nugget that maybe most yeah. aren't thinking about. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I think you end up being part psychologist when you do this job for sure because I just really feel like, um, you know, having the right mindset is probably, other than having good fundamentals is probably, you know, the most important thing. And um, I just think that, you know, there's too, too much information out there sometimes, mm, right? So, yes. you know, I, when, I, when I get a chance to work with someone, you know, at, for the first time, um, first of all, we teach them how to hold the club properly because you haven't, I think a lot of people get pointed in the wrong direction there, but, um, and then the, the, you know, the second thing is that we talk about is the fact that, you know, I have sort of two sort of main philosophies when I try to talk to somebody about learning how to golf and they, and then they, they almost contradict each other. So it's, it's my job to balance between the two. The first one is the person that knows why is always going to do it better than the person that just knows how, right? So you go on YouTube and they just tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's right. this paint by numbers, mm-hmm. but they don't tell you why you're doing it or how one thing affects another. So a lot of times when I'm teaching, I'll say, this is way too much to think about, but I want you to understand how it works. <laughs> right. And then the second one is really, really important is to never lose sight of the fact that th- this happens in one second. Right. Yeah. I so, think that was, yeah. A key so takeaway you, from before. you only, um, 
you have to have practical application thoughts that fit into that time. And again, that's my job, not is to get you to work on the right one or two things Mm -hmm. to go. But I just feel like, um, one of the things that makes golf hard and people look at me funny when I say this, but one of the things that makes golf hard is the fact that the ball's not moving. Mm -hmm. Um, you would think that should make it easier. You're not reacting, right? Right. Yeah. Nobody's throwing at you. Nobody's Mm going to come try to steal it away from you. It's just sitting there sometimes mocking you, but it's just sitting there. Um, so, um, we work hard with people, um, to not be too, um, ball bound or, or ultra focused on the ball and more on the swing. And, um, I would say the mindset needs to be that you're going to swing the club and the ball is just going to get in the way. Mm. And if, if we took that, mindset that mentality um to the driving range and really committed to that i think we'd all find that we would hit better shots i had a lesson this week with an 11 year old girl who had never golfed before and after you know explaining a couple things and she came back and did things on her own for a little bit and came back in between a first and second lesson says and said I figured it out. She goes, every time I don't try to hit the ball, I hit the ball. Every time I try to hit the ball, I don't hit the ball. <laughs> I go, man, are you smart, right? Like, because that- up on those right? things at that age. Yeah, really. And you know what? I, I've always, you know, prided myself on, on, on keeping up to date and, and, and being pretty knowledgeable about how the golf swing works. Um, and, you know, the, the different trends of- you know, uh, of, you know, what players are doing that's working. But at the end of the day, um, if we tried to find one common denominator between all your good shots, uh, not one, a few common denominators between all your good shots, it's that you're relaxed, you're not thinking too much, and you're not trying too hard. And the opposite holds true when you hit it bad, right? Right. You're anxious, you're angry, your mind is busy, and you're trying to whack that little sucker, mm-hmm. right? Um, so if you can take, you know, if I have a chance, you know, from the from the the mental side of things, is that less is more, right? Don't gotta try hard not to try so hard, right? Yeah, <laughs> I like how that was put. There you go, Mike. Write that oh, one down. Write that down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or listen to this another, episode over another, and over again. Another uh, one I gotta bring up. And I had it in my mind to bring it up because I think I've been saying this a lot um, uh, this year to people. Um, and it's got more to do with un- the understanding part of it and knowing why is that we're, we're all after consistency, right? Anybody that's played mm-hmm. this game a little bit has hit that one shot, right? That keeps you coming back and, mm-hmm. you know, um, but where we're all trying to be consistent, where consistency is born from is hitting a good shot and it's not a fluke. Hmm. Right. So if you knew what you did and you, you did it on purpose, right. Um, that is how you can start to be consistent. Cause if you hit it good and you have no <laughs> fucking idea why, <laughs> what are you going to do on the next one? Right. And that's what makes, that's probably, I think that's more frustrating than not knowing why you didn't hit it, why you hit it bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Is finally hitting it good. And it's like, what the hell did I just do? Yeah. Right. 
<laughs> so I spent a lot of time with people and, and for sure, you know, you know, there, I work with people on, on, you know, swing plane and, and body movement and, and things like that. But at the end of the day, you know, um, it's about finding the right thing to work on for you. And I'm not saying I'm the right coach for everybody, but it is about finding the right coach too, Mm. that you have, like, um, that's what, that's where, um, YouTube, like I said, is, is, is great. I use it as a reference and send stuff to students all the time, but it doesn't replace, you know, somebody that knows what they're talking about Mm. being your eyes for you. Mm-hmm. Well, well said. I mean, I think that's probably a good cue now to get into it. Go, uh, go see a CPGA. Yeah, absolutely. As we always like to say. I have one question. Yeah. Because, uh, well, we, we always forget to ask this. So it's obviously Rob, your brother, is under the uh, Kushnet umbrella there with yep. Titleist. And curious uh, if you get any hand-me-ups now or what's in your bag. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's in my bag. Yeah, definitely Titleist uh, is a, a, a predominant um, uh, part Brand. of my bag and yeah. always has been because I, you know, um, you know, R- Robbie's a good party host, he's got a pool. <laughs> um, you know, we like going there, invite? guy in there for dinner, and so I feel like playing something other than Titleist would not. Right. Be in my best interest <laughs> for sure. Yeah, so for oh, those forever in, the party for those invites, right? <laughs> yeah. For those invites to keep coming, right? So yeah, yeah, no, and uh, um, um, he he does a great job, and, and and but I mean, um, we also have a great partnership with Callaway here at Bloomberg. They've been big supporters, and uh, um, Tyler Kerslake um, does a great job for them, and been big supporters of our men's night too and cool. so got to give them a shout out too shout out to Callaway yeah. mm-hmm. love to, to get Tyler care. on mm-hmm. uh, great guy a, f- a fellow golf professional as well hopefully his yeah. uh, was it the femur I thought it was yeah something his, you think he broke his femur hopefully that's all yeah he's up. golfing yeah, he is, right? yeah. Okay. All right. yeah he's played in a couple of pro-ams this year and played pretty good so it's cool. been nice to see him back well, yeah, let's uh, let's jump into the back jump nine. In. Let's do it. Okay, all right, this is back nine lightning round. It is for Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce, 204-515-3446. And again, we have all uh, his info in our show notes and on our link tree. Just go to our social media pages, click mm-hmm. on our bio, and uh, there he is. Give we'll him a call. We also have some, some John Bloomberg information on there, too. They're coming up. Oh, yeah. Nice. Wow. I mean, I haven't put it up there yet, but I'm going to put it up. Well, yeah. Well, on the, on the, the link yeah. tree. Yeah. yeah. On the link tree. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. I got it. Not on Bryce Malachewski's page. I don't think he's talking about Bloomberg on his bio page on it. He might. He might. He might. Like it. Bloomberg's now back, he will. <laughs> Bloomberg's back. We'll have to get t-shirts made. I, I like yeah, it. Nice um, yeah. Give Bryce a call or listen to CJOB yeah, at lunchtime too. and him or one of his colleagues will be giving the uh, the market rundown. So lots of stuff going on in the markets. Uh, he certainly made me and JR some money. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's uh, back. But uh, right right now. back to Darren here. Butch, Flash. Yeah. <laughs> We've got the nicknames. Any other nicknames? I D-Mac? Or? Yeah, D-Mac was one of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the party days shot. 
uh, uh, in Texas. Shot, yeah, shot. yeah, for two reasons. I played high school basketball. Okay. Yeah, um, and uh, I mentioned that one of the sports at our school. I mean, you you've seen like the show Last Chance You. Yeah, oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. That was where I was at. Right, and like I watched some great. Ba- I'm a huge basketball fan, and I watched nice. some great basketball and and loved hanging out with the guys and there were some great players like Spud Webb went oh, wow. to same school as me cool. Mookie Blaylock actually there's a guy from from Winnipeg Glenn Collins his dad Jim was the longtime pro at St. Charles and um, Glenn went to the same school as I did Mid- Midland College in Midland, Texas and he actually roomed with Mookie who went on to play in the NBA and, Jeez, and uh, um, I watched uh, I mean you guys are too young but uh, I watched Larry Johnson um, who you know played at UNLV and played for the Orlando Magic and watched Sam Cassell who was a Oh, yeah. Great player in the NBA, play um, um, some great basketball. But we would go watch all the games, and and my at halftime you they'd have the thing where you you know you pull somebody from the crowd and right. And I got pulled once, and it it lay up free throw, three pointer, and then half court. Half right? court. <laughs> and there's yeah. prizes, everyone, and I and the guys heard that my name got pulled and we live right next to each other right right so and i got and i made the made made the layup made the free throw made the three-pointer and like rattled the the half court shot didn't go in oh but uh got a free oil change out of it or something nice. like that. but but <laughs> well, ever oil since changes that, are expensive ever, ever since that uh the, all the guys in texas they called me shot so shot yeah well that's yeah. good we'll have to We'll have to get you back out on the court. Yeah, it's Maybe been a while. Maybe the Sea Bears will pick you up. Yeah, or it's been a while. Shout out to them. They're in the playoffs. Yeah, right, yeah. Are they looking for a five foot five? <laughs> Maybe yeah. on a 195 pound. I think so. Yeah. I think they were. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess a nickname for John Bloomberg. What do we What do we refer to this place? Bloomy like, is Bloomy. Yeah. Still Bloomy, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 That's how I yeah. know it. Bloomy. Yeah. Yeah. I was, or I'd say Blumberger. Yeah. (laughs) See lots of spellings, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever got a hole in one? I have two. Okay. And um, where, when, how, what? It took me a long time to get my first one. So um, started golfing in 1980. Got my first one in 2016. Whoa. So okay. a long time. So still, you're telling yeah. us there's a yeah. chance. Yeah. We got a few more years to and go. And I have well over 20 stories of close calls that I never, ever have to tell again. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> where, um, my where? first one is at Shooters. Okay. Ooh. In 2016, uh, the 11th hole, 140 yards, nine iron. Um, November round of golf. Nice. Um, uh, was a pro in, in Selkirk for, you know, a number of years. I loved my time there. Made lots of really, really good friends. And, you know, Bloomberg and Shooters, you know, first one open, last one's to yeah. close. Um, so Selkirk was closed and they, beautiful 
sunny day in November mm-hmm. and uh, they they knew I was teaching there so they called me yeah let's go play and, and yeah I got my first one nice nice shot you know land a couple times shocked when you see it disappear it was kind of cool and then got one my second one um, the very next year on number 10 at Pine Ridge um, Ooh, nice. playing with uh, uh, Glenn Mills who's a fellow mm-hmm. golf pro we know Glenn um, oh, yeah. Millsy Shout out to Glenn. Yeah, mm-hmm. great friend. Um, Shane Dearden, who is also a dear, dear friend, that um, at the time he um, owned Consolidated Turf. They're the club car dealer for, uh. for Manitoba. And Gene Turk, who's a legendary squash player in Manitoba mm. and a great golfer. Um, the heir, and, and the heir that, to Big Turk, the yes, chocolate bar? Yes. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Um, Sorry. And... Uh, and um, my eyesight at that, you know, continues to get worse every year. And by the way, I'm 51. I'm not 80. But, um, <laughs> but um, the um, saw it, knew I hit it good. But the hole's 205 yards long or whatever it is. Yeah. And, um, you know, Thought I saw it land in a really good spot, and then <clears throat> didn't see it after that. And I said, I think that was pretty good. And I look, <clears throat> excuse me, I look, look over, and the, all three guys are in the carts looking down at their phones. Oh no! So nobody saw it. Oh, <clears throat> that one. But still pretty cool um, to get one. Pine Ridge, you know, Rossmer obviously holds a, you know, real special place in my. Um, golfing history and, and life. Um, Pine Ridge is also really, really special. Um, when I was 17, um, I guess Robbie would have been 13 or 14, um, our family moved over to Pine Ridge and it was my dad's favorite place in the world. So lots and lots of cool memories and um, got my hole in one the year after my dad passed away. Um, and that to do it at Pine Ridge, you yeah. know, um, was really, really special. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Haven't had one since uh, still I'm waiting for that third. You got two. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, enough. Two. Yeah. Unless you, unless you want 14. <laughs> I like. do have, I do have two <laughs> albatrosses though. Wow. Oh, yeah. So that was, and one last season in at Kingswood and LaSalle on cool. um, same thing. Didn't see it go in, you know, Every you know, like, yeah, sure, it went in, but no, I, it was a hole that I don't normally get there in two, and and uh, it was down hurricane, and hit a three wood, just hole? just right number twelve. Is that the one with that big tree on the left? Or that's of? number eleven. Oh, that's eleven. So back to back par fives. Right. Um, it's the one where you hit, and there's a pond, sort of down at the bottom. Oh yeah. The river runs along the the right side and and uh right yeah and um <clears throat> hit uh three wood from like like 265 yards and not i'm not sh- you know short but i'm definitely not a long hitter by any stand so i mean you know i'm looking 30 40 yards short of the green mm-hmm. then there's a green side bunker on the right go over there to the bunker look in the right and then my you know men's night partner you know runs up and looks and he goes hey right and sure enough it's in the hole so that was pretty cool mm-hmm. and then my other one was um 
the U.S. Junior Qualifier oh, oh. at Oxbow. Wow. Counted. Um, yeah. Time yeah, to do it. yeah. So it's pretty cool. Cool. Uh, well, I, I assume the answer to this question, but what golf ball do you play? Uh, Titleist Pro V1. Reg- the regular one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I've been for a long I've I've fooled around with with the, with some other I've played the AVX a little bit too mm-hmm. um in search of a little bit more distance but um but yeah I I didn't find a big difference and so yeah we that's gotta, that's my We got to get some of those left dashes you're right. The uh, yeah. Pro V1 because that's going to be the thing that's going <laughs> to that's 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 change be the difference between yeah. shooting 84 and 88. Right? <laughs> Roasted. Yeah, I'll just spend my money on a new shirt and maybe some nice shorts some or something. Bloomberg backs T-shirt. Exactly. Yeah. I did see the yeah. shirts yeah. in the in yeah. the shop there. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, what would be your favorite, most favorite course to play in Manitoba? Um, kind of, that's a tough one if I, you know, to narrow it down to one. Um, we can, we can have an ABC or. Yeah. I, I mean, I Pine Ridge obviously for the reasons I've stated, yeah. um, you know, there's a bench, you know, uh, dedicated to my dad on the driving range and, and, uh, get a chance to go there and tap that bench, you know, yep. before I play, uh, it's always a good day. Um, Rossmere for obvious reasons too. Like, a lot of good memories, um, but we're so blessed in Manitoba to have so many great courses. Um, you know, the one you know out of town, like you know, love Minnewasta, love Pinawa. Like I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many great, great courses. Do you have uh, <clears throat> any? And I, I got to say, yeah, um, probably not on a lot of people's list, but Selkirk is actually one of my uh, mm, yeah. favorite golf courses. It's great it's cool. track. Mm. It, so, you know, underrated. Like, mm. you, you got to golf your ball there. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, it's Played a good, good course. A couple times, yeah. yeah I, I, I love courses that give you options. I love courses that, are, you know, you go through and, you know, you've hit a lot of different clubs in your bag. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> uh, you know, Falcon Lake, too, like that, too, like, yeah, you know, probably, um, you know, you, great variety at 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 those courses. So. Is there a, a bucket list course in Manitoba that you haven't got out? I haven't to played yet? Oak Island. Yeah. Ah, um, yeah, you know, I've heard so many good things. Haven't played Gilbert Plains. Yeah. Um, you know, my son went and played Gilbert Plains this this spring for the first time, and was thoroughly impressed. Mm. Um, nice, yeah. So yeah, those would probably be my top two right now. All right. Got to get it to Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, yes, I said it last year. Yeah. We'll get there this year too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and Minnedosa. <laughs> I played Minnedosa. It's a great course. Yeah. yeah. Um, what would be the most memorable course that you would uh, you would say you've played? Anywhere? Yeah. Ah. Uh, I should have been. I should have known these questions were coming. <laughs> played. Um, you know, uh, Pinehurst in North Carolina. Yeah. Um, that was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, I'd say, you know, um, um, played Tory Pines once. Cool. Played a bunch of the court, you know, the, the tour, the tour courses, courses in yeah. Florida cause I was there for okay. school and, um, you weren't there for school. No, we just, <laughs> that. just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, um, probably Pinehurst. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah, cool. I like it. I'd like to get out to Pinehurst. I probably played, say that about every yeah, course. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I've been there twice. And the first time I was there, um, did play number two because the guys that I was with were too cheap. Um, <laughs> wow. And I'm, I'm not, you know, loose with the wallet in any respect, but, but you're there. But, but you're there, yeah. right? right? And so we ended up waiting and playing Twilight on number five. And so, like, there's eight courses there, right? Yeah. So Pinehurst number two is the ones that, you know, Payne Stewart won the U.S. Open. And, right. you know, um, it's, it's hosted lots of famous. Mm-hmm. Lot, yeah. Yeah. Lots of history there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got a, you're a busy guy, but you got a uh, bucket list course that you want to get to. You got a number one that you want to go to. I mean, I, I, I need to play in Scotland like you know and if I do you know St. Andrews you know obviously um, four of my college teammates right. were from Scotland yeah and so and still stay in touch and oh, that's no good. excuse not to go right. um, I just gotta just gotta do it um, are they are they still connected in the with the game yeah so one um, um, Dean Robertson uh, um Works for the Scottish. He played on the European tour. Cool. Um, um, work, now works for the Scottish Golf Association in uh, you know player development, like w- with their top juniors. Yeah. Oh. By yeah. far the most cool. famous guy from our college days was um, uh, also from Scotland. Um, guy by the name of Andrew Coltart. Um, he is still in golf. Um, he is a, a commentator um, cool. on Sky Sports. Yeah, um, yeah. You'll see him on the Golf Channel every nice. once in a while. But Andrew has won several times on the um, European Tour. He won a World Cup, partnered with Colin Montgomery, um, played in the 99 Ryder Cup, played against yeah. Tiger in the wow. singles. Wow. Um, so, yeah, he's and and he's a great guy, great golfer, great teammate. Um, you know, um, just a guy's guy. I like to tip him back. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll we had, have to we had, reach out to them. Yeah, lots of fun. Maybe we'll get nice. Andrew on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you would? What's your career low round? Your lowest number scored. Competitive or non-competitive? Both. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember? Or, so or non-competitive. Non non-competitive was is sixty-three at a two a couple different places. Shooters? No. I <laughs> ah, see. There you go. I've 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 actually shot fifty-five at shooters. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, but uh, um, Charleswood Golf Course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. The Parkway. Yeah. Parkway, um, yeah, and then um, I never played the Charleswood Golf. Yeah, now there's and then a, a, a Muni in Midland. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, called Hogan Park. Do you know the the competitive is sixty five? It was at Niaqua. Wow, nice. So, yeah. Do you know the course record here? Sixty three. Sixty three. Mm-hmm. I think about it every time I take it up. <laughs> that was uh, we saw the trophy. Yeah, the trophy's still out there. Was there was in the trophy Nineteen ninety eight was his name. Ninety six, I think. It was ninety six, ninety eight. Either way, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this is the 90s. Yeah. Garth Kirch, or oh, we butchered his yeah. name, but we yeah. sorry. Come to John Bloomberg and read 63 the trophy. And 63 and 
It was an October was like round. Twenty-eight on the front. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's yeah. So wow. yeah, I know, I've never heard of that gentleman, and so yeah, incredible. I, we need to get him out of that trophy case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every well, day will come. And it's we'll not try. good to have that expectation when you go play. <laughs> no though. kidding. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my wild card. I had two, uh, but we did ask uh, mm-hmm. Rob this. So between yourself, Rob and Dave, who would currently win in a match, Rob deflected this question and he said sure that did. Ryan is. Ryan was the best in the family. He's such a smart guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but we don't want to get any yeah. uh, any so riffs going here. We had a pro am at Pine Ridge in June. Um, uh, Joe Joe Aiello yeah. hosted, mm-hmm. and uh, nice. He ho- you know the one thing Joe on Joe he must host like all of them. He hosts like, like <laughs> I don't know like two hundred tournaments. What a, a great year. friend of golf! What <laughs> yeah. a great we got to get him guy. on. Yeah, he would love yeah. to come talk I golf. Bet. Yeah. Um, but, um, uh, one of the f- few times that all, all three of us, you know, played in, in the same event, um, and we tied, um, uh, of course. we all shot two under 70. <laughs> um, but I still think, I still think Robbie, yeah. yeah, like he just won't say it, but Robbie plays, you know, less than 20 games a year mm-hmm. and, um, <clears throat> probably, I would say, you know, plays in like, you know, five or six pro-ams a year and wins right. three of them. Wow. Right? You yeah. know, like. That doesn't um, go away, I guess. Yeah, you get, it gets, you, I get tired of it, to be honest. Exactly. Oh, I don't want to keep pumping his tires, but I think we heard that, like, it was just, especially his putting was just so lights out. I don't know if you yeah, he's agree just, or he's all around. Yeah, he's just all around. He's just super consistent, like. I can remember, you know, multiple times, you know, in the recent past where, you know, I go out and play in the program, I go, geez, you know, I played pretty good. I think it was, might've been at Carmen a few years ago and I felt pretty good. I was 67 or something like that. And Robbie was 63. Right. And it was like his, <laughs> it was like his fifth game of the year or something. Right. Like, wow. how he's many, still really, really good. That's, how many games <clears throat> are you getting in a year right now? Um, so I've played, uh, four pro-ams. I have played probably, I'm going to say maybe five, 18 whole games here yeah. and a, quite a few nines. That's good. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. good. good so to get enough out. that I'm staying in touch with it. You, I still like to hit balls too. You ever get out onto the gold course here? I do. Yeah. Our men's night. Uh, I was super, I never have ever played the inside nine. We right. call, yeah, it. Yeah. call it the inside um, nine. I heard that before this Before coming season. here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it's a it's a good little it's, it's good not little it's a it's a it's a good nine yeah right there's you know um, our men's night is out there a lot so I've played it quite a bit and yeah. uh, you know you know if you haven't been to Bloomberg before and or you know and you've played a lot of golf in Manitoba it's pretty tough to catch this place on a calm day yeah um, yeah and. That on the inside nine, there's nowhere to hide. Right. So there's, um, um, you know, I I had uh, I'm probably not going to like that I 
say this, but I had a, f- a friend of mine come out with his wife for the first time, to, and and same thing. Never played the inside nine, and I'm giving them the spiel, and I I know I it's a guy I can I can say this to. So you know, I just give them the usual. You know, like you know, it's it's the gold course. You know, there's all the flags on the greens are yellow, mm-hmm. right? So if you see a red, red or blue flag, don't shoot for yeah, it. Yeah, you're going to yeah. see yeah. a couple of them. Yeah, right? yeah. And I said, and watch out for the tree. Right? <laughs> he goes, well, what do you mean? I go, well, there's only one, so just watch out for it, right? You know? So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, you're battling the wind. Yeah. Um, probably two of the hardest holes on the property are actually on that nine. Right. Like that ninth hole. Oh, I was yeah, going to bring yeah. it up. It is and wicked. JR, a couple of weeks ago, you birdied it. I birdied it, it which yeah. Which was, the birdie. I mean, we were playing from the, from the, the black tees. We were, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. it was what, 180, 190. Um, I guess you would Over know. water. Yeah, it's one. Yeah, over water. It, yeah, it's. Couldn't it's, see it's, the pin. If the, <laughs> if the tees towards the back, it's for sure 180. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to drop it in there. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. Small green wicket. Yes. And then you um, don't want to go too long. You got the elephant graveyard behind it. Yeah, but. yeah we have uh, um, a young guy on our, our grounds crew, um, and he was pretty, and he was, it's his first year, and he's setting the pins and, and um, yeah. had a day where, you know, I'm trying to help him along and teach him and Tanner's great at working with him too. Yeah. Um, but, um, That's a tough yeah, the pin was like right in the middle, like, yeah. Right. Wow. My son who works for me in the pro shop here as well, Cameron, um, um, played that day and hit it on and made 10. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Like, you know, he wow. hit it, you know, he was 15 feet away and hit it get up there, come back to his feet, hit it, come back. Now, it's not like that all the time. I mean, but it's tough, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, it's really tough. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. And tough. Challenging. Uh, I guess... I'll take a word out of your uh, your dictionary. Sure, yeah. My impetus oh, yeah. <laughs> for getting into the gold nine was the course <coughs> ranking on Golf Canada. I think it's currently a, a part is a zero. So I had entered my yeah, my yeah. Um, my score in, yeah. and then my handicap blew up last year. Oh, wow! And really? I, and I got a, like an exceptional score, and it dropped my handicap by like five. So we got to look. We got to look into that. Yes, well, let's because do because there is a course rating. There's a slope rating, but the par. I screenshot it. So uh, the par is zero on the Golf Canada app, and uh, so we got to go call Golf Manitoba. Yeah. I did email. Uh, what I forget his name now. Rick. Who's the the rules guy? Oh uh, yeah. Who is that? Rick Thane. No. 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 I, maybe it wasn't no. Rick. But anyways, you emailed someone to I try and get this someone. corrected. We'll get it corrected, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but yeah, it screwed up my handicap. Is yeah, that, it lowered it, so it made yeah, me look a, yeah, it made me look better than I was, which was fine. But it's, uh, you know, I, I said, and it's great. You know, if you're somebody that you know is learning how to um, hit the ball straight, yeah, and you know you don't want to go and. Uh, 
donate a bunch of most people probably aren't typing that one into their uh, golf Canada app. But I, I mean, everyone likes yeah. to. Well, track good on their, you. Everyone likes to track their scores. Good on you right? for 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 you know. Oh, yeah, I always score low there. A so. Yeah, except on hole nine. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that was a long question number eight. But uh, <laughs> our flagship question of the back nine lightning round: uh, What is your favorite condiment? So anything, whether it be putting on burgers or nachos yeah, or the pizza, here. there's a great food services oh, here. Yeah. You can talk to that. But. There is. Um, yeah, I, it varies a little bit, but I like I'm I'm a I'm a, I'm a spicy guy. Mm. So um, so is Rob. Thanks. Rob mentioned that, yeah, because uh, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, like. Like anything spicy, nice. I try to put and I put spicy on stuff that you wouldn't. You gotta go to like I'm a hot, hot sauce, hot or? sauce on the eggs, kind of. Yeah. Oh yeah, amen. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Is that so? Texas must have been right up your alley. It was. Yeah. It was. <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome food there. It was great. Yeah. And um, not fit for radio or podcast, but uh, one of the funny things in there is uh, in the summertime I've pretty good tan right? oh yeah. right yeah and uh, when I was there same thing and um, the amount of the and you know the Tex-Mex places and stuff like that, the amount of people that would come up to me when I in Texas and just start speaking Spanish to me right, right? so that's funny yeah I can uh yeah, so <laughs> I know an, an, it's like I'm I know another guy yeah. who who gets uh, oh, spends yeah. some time in Mexico and gets uh, a very welcome tanned home when they and, yeah, yeah. and uh, can pass for a, a local. Yeah, so yeah, like the spicy, <laughs> like the Tex-Mex. Yeah. So and that, then, yeah, as I mentioned here, the burgers here, mm -hmm. and you got pizza. Pizza's and, awesome. And yeah. oh, there's so much good food here, yeah. which is great that that's uh, back. Or I don't yeah, know if it, I don't know if it went you know, anywhere, doing but it, great. Great, great job. Tracy Houston is our, our general manager, and she kind of heads up that um, end of things, you know, as well as being the GM and um, um, works really closely with, with you know, the team in, in Warren um, mm -hmm. to make sure that we have, you know, some consistency across the menus and stuff like that. And yeah. So... so you know, if you like the burgers here, you're probably going to like them at Whispering Winds at Warren as well. <laughs> that's a great course. Too. Yeah, consistent. I haven't played there for a while. Yeah, but that's uh, that's all I got. I'm probably uh, kept us kept us long. No, it's been great. fun. It's, it's all good. Great. Yeah, that. Uh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap say it that up. That was yeah. yeah, that was the back nine lightning round for Brace Malashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Contact Brace two zero four five one five three. Four four six, Darren. This was awesome. I'm sure we probably could have talked for another hour or two. Um, we'll have to do it again. Maybe yeah, I'd, I'd love to. Six. I'd sure. love to talk all about teaching. Yeah, yeah, about, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could talk about that all day. So yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, we probably know. didn't even talk that much we didn't. about teaching. No, we, yeah. we probably. Well, you know, I did, like I said, I just. Yeah. Like I said. I mean, if, we could. Uh, you could go down a rabbit hole on mm -hmm. that stuff and just go on YouTube and you'll exactly. find out. Right? <laughs> I've done that. Um, but yeah, no. I like I said that's definitely been my passion it's what gives me the most enjoyment i you know i love being in the golf business um but the you know um if i had a choice i would you know i would 
I can only pick one thing to do. I love doing something that has variety, but if I had to only pick one thing I do, that would be it, right? Is mm-hmm. helping people learn how to golf. Yeah. Right? So well, that's, um, that's what we're like, trying to do. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I feel like I've had some Verbally. success and been pretty good at it. So that's good. Um, I said one of the best things for me is to run into somebody years down the road and they, they still love it and they're still, you know, yeah. still golfing. So that's good. That's the yeah. main thing. Hey, yeah. keep on golfing. Come out to Bloomberg. Come Bloomberg's out to Bloomberg. Bloomberg's, Bloomberg's back. back, baby. Bloomberg's back. We'll leave it on that. All right. Have yourself a good night. Have we'll a talk good to night. You next time. Bye bye. And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot.